Welcome back, gladiators. We who are about to roll die salute you on another Spartacus shielding, fighter flinging, sword and sandal swashbuckling adventure here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM Patrick here, giving you all a thumbs up for finish him on this week's Coliseum of Calamity. And joining me down in the pits are my four friends and freedom fighters, old Jabert Rekka, Seth Dyler. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. The, the, rare, the rare Spartacus interest. Oh, is that what it was? Oh. I assume well, it was Spartacus. But... Yeah, I'm talking about all kinds of Coliseum. I thought it was fighting. the Gladiator with Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. A I think of, it's all of the a above. A Knight's Tale. A little bit of that, a little bit. Yeah, of, that's, that's the yeah. that's the modern day Coliseum. <laughs> and the <laughs> jousting court. Your crying shoulder. Was that on that soundtrack? Oh yeah, it absolutely was. <laughs> you guys remember when like when movies used to have like soundtracks that just mm-hmm. everyone would have? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like I have like the "Be Myself" and Irene soundtrack. And it was <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just the most bad. random thing. Uh, guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, uh, the Godzilla 2000 soundtrack. Oh yeah, oh, specifically. Yeah. I think the, the the Puff Daddy the Puff song Daddy. "Come with Me." Yeah, the, the that song the is incredible. incredible. Tristar it's Godzilla. Incredible. And that's 1998. Godzilla 2000 is a movie though, which is funny. oh yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, th- I'm talking about the one with the uh, guy who hits with Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Matthew Broderick. No, that soundtrack is is pretty baller. It's so funny how much money they pumped into that movie, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually, you know, for I have this other podcast, Kaiju versus History. I'm oh doing, boy, You're, you can't can't wait till you get to that one. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm doing. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm doing Polgasari, which is a North Korean kaiju film right now, researching how Kim Jong Il lied and kidnapped actors and stunt people from South Korea to make this kaiju film. And Kimpatcho Sanjora, who is Godzilla from like 1984 until 1995, he was in like the suit, the Godzilla suit for each one of those movies, Did was the suit for Polgasari and was tricked into coming to North Korea to film that movie and still said that he he preferred Polgasari to 1998's Godzilla. <laughs> he hated that movie. Whoa. He hated that movie so much he preferred Whoa. working for Kim Jong-il. Wow. Uh, so, what a story. What a story. Yeah. I, I don't know if what that's going story, in my Mark. Polgasari episode or in my, when we get to the 98 Godzilla. Anyway, there's there's no Pathfinder kaiju adventure, unfortunately, for us. To Not play. yet. Not yet. They're they're doing one in Starfinder, which I'm very excited about. Oh, well, you, Patrick, you just wait till level twenty. Oh, you'll get you a kaiju, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we already I mean, have we, a dinosaur some of the time, right? No, no, no we we fought one. Remember, there was the the giant turtle dragon. Uh, like that that's basically a kaiju. It's getting pretty close. It's getting pretty close. That's as close as we've gotten. I mean, literally size-wise, I think Gargantuan is probably as close as the, the system gets. So, yeah. uh, Gargantuan is bigger than Colossal. I don't think they have Colossal in the system. Oh, they uh, don't. I think it's just yeah, Gargantuan. But yeah, okay. I think okay. Maybe they'll add it in uh, Pathfinder one point two point five. No, no, it's, point, it's, point, it's, ex- it's it's really two point one. It's yeah, the it's the yeah. new uh, rule book. Big things. Like we brought back things in the people category. who like them. Yeah. <laughs> also, brand new size category. Whoa. Mimi, big boys. Yes. What? 
right so you guys we leveled you guys up so you can face these kaiju sized monsters in the future but before we get there we gotta continue on with level 13 of our skull and shackles adventure uh the journey from port peril to green blood is about three days some choppy waters and, and storms slow down your your travel north Honto, this is this is a journey into your character's history, his backstory here. And I was wondering how much have you told your fellow crew members of your your time at Greenblood on a Black Rock? Your the, the your history there, your Tepeu's p- death at the the fighting pits, because this is something I, that maybe I, you know. I know that he's been with them for quite a long time at this point. Mm-hmm. but he's not the sort of person to volunteer information. And when the subject of Tepeyu specifically comes up, which I don't even know if he shared that name with anyone, mm-hmm. uh, whenever he starts to think about him, he gets fairly defensive. So I don't know how much information he would have divulged specifically. Probably the most detail is that like, if somebody pressed him on why he despised pirates so much, he would indicate that he and his friend were taken uh, while hunting to this place and forced to fight to the death. And it was only because of his friend's sacrifice that he was able to leave. Mm-hmm. So, so um, pe- people have that at least I'm, I'm guessing mostly a saying Kendo. So maybe, maybe not Kovic at, at this point. And that is, Oh yeah, probably not. Kovic. That is, that is your teammates going here and, you know, Stella Fane, your, your sponsor on this trip probably doesn't have all those details as well. Are we um, going as ourselves? No, no. She comes up to you on the deck, you know, maybe um, half a day's journey still away. And is like, you all will, will need some some costume bits, affectations, and perhaps some fake names if you're to be entered as combatants in the fights. H- have you four given any thought to a cover story? Uh, a nom de guerre, as it were. The, <laughs> the ancient uh, Aslanti... <laughs> Latin language. Um, how, how how familiar with was was, was it kayfabe? Are they kayfabe? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they like like? Did he does a, He does a Godzilla like... podcast, not a wrestling podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let's say I'm the I'm the silver bullet. That's what they call me. <laughs> silver bullet. I'm writing it down in my notes. I'm, I'm gonna look back at this. <laughs> Why is he a Coors Light? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, what, what about the rest of you? I mean, Kovic, you can make another name. I don't think it's as important for your character because you don't have specifically the renown. I'm uh, not a lord of the isle. I do not think it is necessary. Why, why don't we just reverse Kovic. your name? Kivok. <laughs> Wait, nope, that's almost the same. It's almost the same, but it's a little different. <laughs> I don't know if this Kovic you speak of. I'm Kivok. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alaris? So are we trying to disguise ourselves as though we are combatants in an arena? Yeah, just, uh, you know, a, a different name. So now, it's not to are we, belay are we the being fact that as- you're famous pirates. Slaves, or are we being entered as like actual like volunteer combatants? Like, yeah, you're being entered as you know perhaps indentured fighters uh, by sure. Stella Stella Fane. She wants sure. you to ride the line there. Perhaps you you owe her an 
immense sum and fighting is the way you'll you'll pay it off sure um, that that's part of the cover story okay D- do you have a, another name you want to go by alaris or a, a backstory you want to alaris with? is simply known as the spider spider the silver bullet air speeder evoc <laughs> what about Honto? uh he will choose the moniker tempest Oh, that would have been a really good one for Candoso, but yeah. But now you know, you know, gonna... I, you know, I came up. I, 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 I made a, I made a beard joke, so he gets the cool. One. <laughs> <laughs> I had my chance. I had my chance. <laughs> Stella Fane goes on and it's like, I, I've seen the fighting pits there and the conditions of those slave fights, from Wongi orcs to Southernland humans. Scrags, trolls, a ruxy. They'll take anyone that looks like they're willing to be sporting in a fight. I, I, I'd like to ask you, Honto, if I can, how is it that you made it out alive? How how were you able to affect your escape? I was taken there with my childhood friend, and we had decided that we weren't going to fight. When we were supposed to enter the arena, we created a diversion to try to escape as we were Making our way towards the exit, my friend was surrounded, and at his urging, I left. Flashes of memories of that day that are definitely seared into your 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 mind. Indeed, most of these fights there are are brutal one on one battles. You remember the black rock beneath your your scaled feet, slick in the tidal pools stained with red and green blood from usually days on days, endless fights. Indeed, you remember seeing Tapeo there with his his gear, his shield and spear, and on the aisle, circling tall ships that, that watched the fights from afar. Their weapons trained on you. If you refused to fight, you'd be killed as, as quickly as a, a conch shell and be blown in a flash, this memory fades as you look up in the distance and see it once more. The green blood on a black rock is a, a small island, uh, an obsidian stone outcropping in the middle of the ocean about a mile from the coast. And the town of green blood itself, eh, as you sail past the fighting pit, you see it is now ringed with barbed spikes, what looks like iron traps. Seems like the only way on or off the aisle is perhaps a, a gangplank lowered from a, a larger ship on a single side of the aisle. A- as you all make for the port, Greenblood, you, you see a, it's a small community. It is very much on the outskirts of Shackle's territory. A lawless city of brigands, slavers, pirates that sail under no lord's flag it is not claimed by a, a pirate lord this city. It is seemingly entirely made up to support the games itself. So you've got mostly just inns and taverns for, for visitors, as well as gymnasiums and other businesses that support the, the fighters here. Uh, you guys can put in the, the Risen Albatross into the, the dock, and Cellophane brings you on on land and takes you to go find the Gladiators Guild. Is there anything you want to do before you, um, you head there, or any remarks you'd like to make? This is Cellophane is a man, is that right? Cellophane is a lady pirate uh, captain. So not. I thought I showed you. Maybe I didn't have art for her. I forget. <laughs> so not uh, Mr. Cellophane. 
Mr. I was thinking the same Cellophane. thing, Jabert. <laughs> Should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane. Oh boy, you can take the. I don't know this the nerd. The Chicago. nerd out of the theater, but not the theater out of the nerd. Can't take the theater out of the nerd, baby. <laughs> hey. Gotcha. Uh, all that jazz. There, I'm a cool kid again. Hey, so uh, Alaris, as acting captain, I suppose, uh, would take a moment to to pull Hanto aside and tell him. I understand how painful it must be for you to come back here, and I know the guilt that you must feel for leaving in the first place, but the fact that you came back took courage, and we're going to get him out. Isn't that what we're here for? Who? What are you? No. no. I don't know what Alaris is talking about anymore. Oh, gosh. What are we here for, then? Are we not here to save your friend? No. You look to the left, and, and Kendozo is somehow behind the bars, like, you gotta get me out of here. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so confused. What are we here for? Why did we come here? Uh, to shut down. Yeah, we're going to free the, we're gonna free these Black folks. To, well, to shut it down and also... We're not trying to free his friend? <laughs> No, no, we died a long time ago. Not not a long, long time ago. It was like a couple years. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, they. they, Not in any amount of time in which it would be relevant for. Oh, this is is so (laughs) awkward. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm. This is Rebecca screwing up. Alaris surely knows what's going on. (laughs) No, 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 I understand. No, um, you don't put this off on <laughs> just you. Your character is also like, I'm so sorry. You told me that story so long ago. Oh, this is really awkward. Oh. Comil, I mean, Comil is like, I've traveled with you all but two times, and even I knew he was <laughs> alive. <laughs> no, uh, uh, we're, we're here for, um, we're, we're, well, I mean, initially it wasn't to shut it down. It was uh, to discover the uh relation it had to uh port Chiliax, right like the chelaxian spies network. yeah yeah there's yeah. there's thoughts that indeed this is part of the 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 chelish slave network indeed perhaps and and this is you know pretty far north in shackles territory so it's not impossible that this has some ties to to Chiliax. there's definitely been chelish naval vessels that have, have endeavored to sail this far south for sure and try to disrupt piratical activity. Yeah. Um, I, I think the whole, like, I just want to shut it down thing came from Hanto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that's that is potentially possible if you can figure out who's in charge and, and yeah, who's we'll making see. coin here and how. Who's got the juice? The Gladiators Guild is the, the largest building in, in Greenblood. It's it's a, a two-story brick building in the in, in Chelish style, which is not odd for for buildings along the coast this far north it has a, a wicked looking kind of molding large columns and a a third story kind of bell on top behind the, yes a large bell oh shoot <laughs> an, an ominous evil looking bell it's chaotic evil looking bell what uh, this bell is dead <laughs> behind the guild is a couple of small Colosseums, very small, like wooden fighting arenas, as well as some some training grounds, fighting grounds. You guys can hear the sound of metal clanging, perhaps the the cheer of a a few hundred crowing, the, a bestial roar every every once in a while. And as you guys get inside, there's a, a large number of fighters here with oiled muscles, you know, wearing leather straps and and things like that. Hanging out with what looks like their managers, or perhaps even 
slave owners or, or managers. There's a, a very small line, and when you get to the front of it, a clerk speaks to Cellophane, and she steps up and is like, uh, these are these are my fighters. <laughs> We've got the spider, Kovic, the silver bullet, and, and Tempest. And the, the, the clerk is like, yes, but that is fine. Where Where is their paperwork? So it's like, huh? What? Huh? What? <laughs> Security has increased uh, since we've had an increase in entrance, as well as those trying to settle scores against some of our veteran fighters. I'm assuming you have no paperwork for these fighters you're you're bringing here. Without without documentation, they get entered into the bottom rung of the pits. If you'd like to sponsor them, it's a uh, hundred gold pieces for for each of these. It's forfeit if they die and. If they do, the guild gets to keep any weapons and armor they bring into the ring with them. Stella Fane kind of looks back at you all and is like, Oh, well, that, that's a good thing they're not going to die then. Uh, uh, that is fine. Fine. Um, can I ask when when they'll be able to show off their, their capabilities? I have sailed many leagues from the inner sea to fight these four upon the Black Rock. Uh, the, the clerk kind of like chuckles a little bit. He's like, lady, they, they must survive their initiation first. They'll admit them downstairs and they can go through the the bottom rung and you can watch from the spectator's entrance. Cellophane kind of brings you towards the back and is like, all right, well, my, my intelligence seemed to be a little off about this place. Uh, it looks like you're going to need to go through a, a lower rank first before we can get you uh, in the upper upper echelons. Don't worry, Stella. Lower ranks are my specialty. Handle Beating yourself, children, is my specialty. Handle yourself well, but don't don't blow your cover. Perhaps while you're down there, maybe you can get some information from other other fighters. Uh, see if you can find out who is is really running the show here in, in Green Blood. Uh, I this don't place want to kill anyone. Oh, okay. Well, do you, you don't have to if you don't want to. But for this place, I mean, this seems much more organized than than the Pathfinder's intelligence. Our, our records led me to believe. I'll be watching from the stands. Uh, good luck, you four. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're led downstairs, down a, a long kind of spiral staircase, stone steps that seem well-worn. And, and when you get to the bottom here, it's a, a dark, dungeony-like basement. You see a few dozen warriors and fighters, some getting some last-minute training in with, with wooden swords, others getting their, their wounds tended to by a... A medical goblin got some some tools that mostly includes hatchets and saws and things like that. And yeah, as you come down here, very large green skinned creature marches up to you. The wickedly long nose and wearing robes kind of draped over his hulking frame like uh, like curtains just hanging down around around his barrel like chest. He's got a snout almost like an alligator kind of lined with wicked teeth. But at the end of it is an underbite of two large tusks, one of them real and the other gold, replaced with gold. Uh, faint lines in his scaly hide crisscross his body, and indeed it looks like he's had about a thousand wounds over his life as a fighter. Do you guys want to make me a society check? I think, Honto, you recognize this as a a fighter that was, was here even during your time. I can give you an Eruxi lore check. Oh, boy. Um, is this an Eruxi? This is not an Eruxi. Um, you okay. know this to be what? What's known? And, and Alaris, you've rolled very well here as well. It's known as a. a two. That's a two. Yeah, that's a two. <laughs> My goodness. 
This is known as a scrag on the, the continent. It's often called a sea troll, sometimes flood trolls, depending on the, the type it is. But it's kind of like a, a lesser troll. And indeed, you know, trolls and scrags are a good majority of some of the fighters that are make up the quote unquote green blood of green blood prized as fighters for their regenerative properties that allow them to be fodder in the pits. And, uh, Anto, you recognize this one as, as a one named Ophel who, um, the last time you saw him indeed was the last time you were here. And you remember him speaking aside to Tepeu right before your, your final fight, before you guys were able to try to get your escape on. Ophel comes over and is like, Oh, fresh meat for Mr. Croak, I see. Have you all ever fights before? A few times. You all seem soft like bread, except for you. It's at you, Honto. It's like, oh, you, you look like you fight. It's got a long finger kind of pointed in your face. Pointy finger. His eyes cross a little bit to look at it. But unlike these human soft skins... They at least came prepared. You know have weapons, scale man? Don't need them. Mm. You all fight Mr. Croak next. If you survive, you get put on docket. If you no live, they you are food. <laughs> Got it? And I will just kind of look at the others. Uh, sir, we are familiar with the rules. We will uh, not disappoint your paying customers. <laughs> I'd wink one too many times. Right, so it, it looks like there's some, some fights lined up before you're able to, to prove yourself. Uh, is there anything you guys want to do in the meantime? Your, your little downtime here? Waiting waiting for your... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kovic maybe uh, would step up and say, If you could, if you would all perhaps humor me, I, I have something I would like us to do. It is not often that I... I've joined you in combat back where I am from. Before we know we are about to enter the theater of battle, there is a, a little ceremony we like to do. And he pulls out his greatsword and uh, he like stabs it in the either between two stones or like in the ground. If I don't know what there is, but to where it's just sitting there. And he, he, he has his hands. He has like one hand on the pommel, the end of the sword. And he kind of like motions you guys to put your hands like on the same thing if you would yeah ponto does so without hesitation ah oh that's that that's what a palm that's what a pommel is yes yes here we go yes <laughs> i put my hand there candace has never touched a sword before this is a first <laughs> i'm not supposed to be touching metal you know but uh, i'll make it that's right. technically technically you're touching you my can put hand it, which is you touching can put metal. It, yeah okay. you can put it on either kovic or ronto's ah, hand yeah, loopholes so in the druidic anathema yeah. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> There's just so many other examples of like workarounds, you know. But I was gonna suggest it, it's totally cool if you you um pick up an arm that's been chopped off that is in rigor mortis and like holding a sword. You could just hold the arm and swing that, and that would be that would be allowed. <laughs> well, that's I mean I guess that's one example of how you could have. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that guess there's a cut. There's two examples of work around. Like you know, like how Amish people use a phone because it doesn't belong to them; it Ugh. belongs to their business. Yeah, um, I probably should have used one of those. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, we were in the middle of putting hands on a sword pommel here. Uh, Alaris, are you going to? Um... 
<laughs> gonna put your hand in the middle. Or do you feel yeah. weird about it now? I, I feel a little weird about it, but Alaris will, um, yes, you, put her hands on top you, of Candosis. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you have to touch Candosis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what what happens, uh, oh, Kovic? Great. I mean, Kovic is, uh, Kovic just says, May our weapons find their mark. May our fists break our enemy's armor. May through this battle we push ourselves beyond our known limits and learn more about what we are capable of. May we enjoy the fight for the fight, and may we always fight together in Gorum and in all things. And, uh, that's it. Hundo oh, will give him a firm nod. Here, here. Kovic will kind of look up and he'll say, where, where I came from, battles were many and frequent. They were not just peace of... They were not just a conflict that people mourned. They were celebrated. They were part of culture. I know there are higher stakes with these upcoming battles, but I hope that though, though we are looking to the future and we have goals and ambitions, that we can also focus on just the fight itself. Your celebrations won't come today, but I appreciate the sentiment. Right. Um, any any other preparations you guys want to make or well, anything you'd like to do? So I assume that we're basically locked in a prison-like environment. Yeah, well, it seems like indeed the 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 exit is barred, the, the, the way that you came down here, and the only other way up is there's a couple of long hallways that seem to lead to mechanical elevators that uh, that hmm. bring you right right up to the the fighting floor so where we're at we're probably this is this is not where the people who run this business pay attention no no not really i mean this infiltration is, like, is not a move that we should probably be doing right now i'm i'm thinking at least oh you mean like sneaking about no the 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 gladiators guild might have some some things upstairs, but yeah, you're you're not sh- certain you'd find if indeed whoever is in, in charge of Green Blood right now, they they probably wouldn't stay in the, the gladiatorial guild's house. This is indeed just kind of like a a meat market, a place where potential uh, managers and owners and and things like that would go to to see new recruits and and see see some some early fights and perhaps get some inside lines on on future fights and fighters. Oh, guys, there's going to be hipsters in the audience. <laughs> oh, I saw... <laughs> I saw Silver Bullet and the Spider fight for the first time in the Gladiators Guild. I saw this guy fight before he even had a nickname. <laughs> he was yeah. Joe. He was just Kovic. <laughs> yeah, he was just Joe, and now he's not. But I knew him Bob the Gladiator. <laughs> uh, you, you've also been tasked with perhaps finding out some some information is there anything you want to do towards that end here or i think i mean he's, he's speaking to the others as he says this i don't think we're going to find anything useful here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this isn't where this isn't where important people or information are kept this is simply a slaughterhouse it does look like there are, are several veteran fighters here amongst the 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 fresh blood as as Ophel called them the fresh meat um. Hmm. Any, anything else you guys want to do? Uh, but he said we were going to be fighting one specific person who's going to. Well, typically all the fights 
on Greenblood on a Black Rock are one-on-one battles. But yeah, he seemed to say that you four were going to fight someone named Mr. Croak. Can we gather information on a Mr. Croak? Is that something that we could maybe try to do? Yeah, yeah. With a diplomacy check, does someone want to try to chat up other other fighters? I can give it a shot. We'll say Hanto can try. Can I Can I identify the, I guess, would Ophel be the probably longest standing fighter that we know of here? Or is there someone that looks more like a veteran than they do? There's a couple of veterans that you can try and seek information from. If you want to talk to Ophel, you can. He's, he's pretty busy, you know, gathering folks up and, and getting people ready for their their next fight, but he, he has time to, to chat here and there if you if you roll well, mind All you. Alright. If in roll and then we'll see what Alaris might say. If in your See if she well. puts her foot in her mouth again. Really not great, but twenty six? That is that is not great. I I, I don't think Ophel's got time for you. But perhaps some of the, the other fighters here do. Um, you, you get some that are, are willing to talk to you and be like, Ah, you're, you're a new fighter here. You, you go by the name the spider, do you? I do. I like to lurk in the shadows. Like a spider. Oh, that's a great name. <laughs> that's a great name. Uh, my name's just Batlin' Pete. And I just battle. But my name isn't actually Pete. That is a uh, that is a nickname for the ring. It sounds tough. Very clever of you. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, this this Mr. Croak fella, I don't quite understand who, who he is, but uh, he's he, apparently they they fight him against a lot of the new folk, and uh, well, we're 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 going on right before you, so wish wish us luck. Have you fought him before? No, no, I'm very excited to, but some of the the folks here have told me that he's been known to eat people, so I'm I'm guessing he's some kind of hideous troll or something along those lines but i've 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 heard of ways to fight trolls before and i have a a trick up my sleeve it's got like a little little uh <laughs> gas lighter <laughs> actually in his sleeve he's like Shh, don't tell don't tell anyone <laughs> it's like a zippo yeah you know there, there's uh <laughs> guys, this guy's way ahead of his time like a yeah, he's turn. got it i i have yeah. i have <laughs> 9,000 confidence. Oddly enough, Battling Pete is actually in his own isekai anime that's about <laughs> to end very poorly. <laughs> this is the start of his. He, he dies here and wakes up as that's, a 23 yeah. uh, year old yeah. in Japan, Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just oh, the first no. episode of his story. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Resurrected as a otaku in 2023, <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> Oh, oh man, a reverse isekai? That would be reverse so isekai. good. I, Has that been done before? If the, oh I, my gosh. I'm All right, sure. stop the recording. If that hasn't been done, we've got to make it because that is a <laughs> great idea. Like, just yeah. like I mean, a, there's, there's a, tons a of samurai like, that well, gets that, that BMT, dies BMT, and then yeah. comes back to life is just some dude who watches way too much anime there, there's and does a lot nothing of, uh, else. There's a lot of slice of life kind of things like the devil is a part timer, which is like the devil. <laughs> works as a fast food employee which i think is kind of a similar idea like a fantasy character in the modern age but anyway right, anyway we, we'll, we'll cut that, that from the episode, episode. We're, yeah, gonna, we're definitely gonna, gonna that edit idea. that out edit point here and yeah. uh, no one will know our great idea because i would i would read the heck out of that <laughs> just reverse is a guy yeah does, does anybody else want to try for a diplomacy check or is there is there any other questions uh that if you ask some of the veterans none of them 
seem to give you any details about Mr. Croak. They're just like, you just you just do your best to stay alive, and maybe you'll make it through this. I don't know. I don't think I have anything that I want to try to do at this time. I literally don't have diplomacy as a skill, so which feels oh, good. Where's Cassius when you need him? He's having fun in a better place. <laughs> I have a question. Oh, yeah. who, who oversees the fighters? Surely there's someone of like with authority here. I think yeah. we're going to see them when we get on top of the elevator. Um, probably. Well, no, if, if you ask around there, there's not, I mean, there's like a puppet mayor for green blood, but it, it, you're mostly getting rumors from, from some of these fighters, some of whom are, are indeed indentured or enslaved fighters who, who've just heard through the grapevine. One is like, Oh yeah. So uh, from what I hear, the Lord of green bloods, just a, a simple pirate captain by the name of Captain Blue Eyes seemed to have taken over the city about a year ago, bought the guild and several properties in town. Supposedly, he organized the games, flooded them with his own fighters and slaves taken from the sodden lands to the north and has has made a small fortune win fights. Yeah, could I, could I ask around about Blue Eyes, perhaps? Yeah, there's a... Is he a white dragon? <laughs> he rides upon a white dragon. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a there's a, a grizzled veteran who's like, oh, there's no way this blue eyes feller's acting on his own. I hear tell that the Hurricane King is is his benefactor, <gasps> and not not in all of those other countries you hear about. Not Sheliax, but Bonefist himself invested in green blood. Old and, bones. And the, and just installed a, a puppet pirate to sell slaves to the north, turn a profit on the games. His ship's flags are seen flying, circling Black Rock every once in a while, so perhaps he comes here and even watches the games himself. Yarg. Um Are you are you are you having the same problem I am, Tyler? No, I, I just like I just the trouble. idea of Candosa's response to all that being Yarg is uh <laughs> What, <laughs> See me, I'm having trouble not picturing this blue eyes as an actual puppet at this point. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, because he's a puppet pirate. Because <laughs> I know what you mean, but but my my child brain. But also, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if, if it kind of sounds a like a puppet, a fantasy name? Yeah, it sounds like one of the um, puppets on uh, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. You know, when you go into Buffalo Land, he's like, I'm, I'm Captain Blue Eyes. <laughs> Another fighter comes over. He hears you guys talking. It's like, oh no, that's all fooey. Indeed, yeah, great green blood. It's a play for a, a new colony for the Chelish. I, I've heard they're wanting to take over all the sodden lands from here to Ramadoom. They reckon if green blood can turn a sizable profit for them selling slaves and fighters and whatnot, they can they can use those to fortify it against raiding and, and have an outpost here on the edge of Shackles Shackled Seas. Indeed, this is a, a fairly far north city on the shackles, and if it were to fall to the the chelish, it would be a a pretty intimidating, you know, fortifiable position for them. How big is this island exactly? Green Greenblood on a Black Rock is a very small island. It's mm. you know only maybe three hundred feet across or so. Oh my gosh. The, the city is pretty large, and but the city is on the actual coast, pretty far away. This is, you know, it is mostly the games for 
the pirates that that come here because you have to be on a tall ship in order to see the games. You have to be sailing around the the aisle in in ships that typically um, kind of go in a, a clockwise pattern around the the aisle. Get in get a full three sixty view of of the fights. But like I said, in Greenblood there are now smaller coliseums and, and half coliseums amphitheaters where where fights like this happen on a a smaller scale and to in tuesday's matinee <laughs> yeah you're part uh, of a the, little matinee fight going on you're, you're part of the amuse bouche of the fights i see yeah i don't think i have anything else to do here and another grizzled looking veteran uh while you guys are talking about all these rumors of of the aisle and who owns the games comes up and is like Indeed, you be talking rumors and hearsay. None of that matters who really owns Greenblood, who puts the gold in to set the fights up. The games here will continue because people will come here to watch them. The trade of slaves here is because no pirates willing to stop it from happening, stopping from taking them and throwing their lives to the pits, drawing their blood to, to raise coins in the fights. Uh, green, green blood here exists because folks crave the violence. And until that craving stops or there's competition elsewhere, nothing's going to change this part of the world. The fights will continue. Perhaps we should band together and give them a taste of that violence themselves. Firsthand, if you know what I mean. Just incite a rebellion immediately. <laughs> if, if you take out everyone in charge of green blood... You kill them, you put them to the gallows, or keel haul them on, on a ship. A week, a month, a season from now, other pirates will come back and take over this place and keep up the violence. There'll be no end to it. The wheel will turn and end up right back where it was before. These games have been shut down many times before, for many reasons, but they've always come back. What if it were to be claimed by a pirate lord? It, if, if it were a true part of the shackles, perhaps there might be some changes. But even if all the the city was shut down, if this place was raised to the ground and the aisle sunk, games would pop up somewhere else in the shackles. Either pirates. way, I think Hanta would probably shoot a meaningful look over at Alaris briefly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this this place is not owned by any pirate lord right now. Not, it, it, I mean, there's there's tons of cities that are really not under direct purview, just like most of the big ones usually are. Not that Greenblood is big, but like monetarily, there is a lot of coin that comes through the the the, the fighting pits. It seems, you know, a city is is based around the the economy. So, oh uh, right. After about a half hour of fights above you all, you you hear in the fight scene, and uh, you guys see the Scrag Ophel kind of looking around the room, and then finally locking eyes with you in the crowd. And he uh, sticks his long snout up in the air and, and takes in a long couple sniffs. Just, mmm, I smell it. I smell fresh meat. You four, come with me. It's time for the fights. <laughs> Wonder how Pete's doing. Who? Pete. Battle Pete. Oh, he's dead. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> he didn't okay, come back cool. down the elevator. So he was so excited. 
Uh, I'm gonna get that lighter. He comes. He comes up to uh, to you and brings you down this long hallway up to a rusty gate. Opens it up, and indeed is a, a small counter levered weighted uh, lift. And uh, he puts you inside and is like, "Well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> Have fun up above. You guys are are shut in here and allowed to see daylight for the first time in about an hour or so." You, you are brought into an oval arena, indeed, a a wooden arena, and it does kind of look like something out of a knight's tale, you know. Small risers, will be, are lifted up about ten feet off the the ground or so, and it's only the 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 it's a fairly small arena. It's about fifty feet at its shortest by a hundred feet, so the the long side is about a hundred feet, and you're entering in on, I guess the a, a long side corner and the the opposite side here from you is about 100 feet away where the the elevator um lets you out across the way 100 feet or so is a, a much larger gate about maybe 20 feet tall you hear an announcer calling out the names to you know it's a fairly small crowd of about 20 30 people uh you see stella fane kind of like tip her hat to you guys as you you get up top the the announcer says oh, welcome to the arena entrance in order to prove yourselves worthy of fighting in the games of the green blood on black rock you all must face one of the most worthy beasts in the mwangi expanse a creature so fearsome it picks pirates from its teeth with their heirloom swords Oh, please, green blood, raise to your feet. Salute your champion. It's Mr. Croaks. The the crowd here Whee. claps and indeed are very happy as the, the gates on the opposite side kind of swing open. And a mass of squirming tentacles emerge from the darkness on the inside, on that side of the building there, followed by a large gaping maw of jagged teeth and a, a scarred visage that seems to be wearing just like a a permanent Joker-like smile across across its head. After that comes a huge body that seems to be a cross between a gigantic frog and some kind of abomination from the deep, deep sea as atop its head is a single large eye stalk supporting three glowing bloodshot eyes. It's a big old monster, folks. Monster in the stands, you see Stella Fane seems to be making bets with people around her. <laughs> She's like holding up uh, like a bag of coins and, and shouting, and people seem to be very willing to bet that you are about to get eaten by this thing. It's not a bad bet, but it looks like they're getting to ring the bell. I think you guys might have some actions before the fight actually starts. Is there something? Do you want talking strategy, or, or would you would you guys like to try to make a recall knowledge check, see if you can figure out what this thing is? I think um, Hunter will ask if anybody knows what this thing is. <laughs> oh, guys, quick, tell me, tell me what it is, and I'll I'll roll that check for you if you if you do. Uh, what, what what kind of check would that be? Oh, it's a monster, all right. She a big monster. Uh, this would be occultism. Ah, okay. Oh, I have that. I think I'll spend my action casting haste. That's a good, that's a good use. Magic. Can I recall knowledge? What's your bonus? Nineteen. Oh, that's pretty good. No, you don't know what this thing is. I'm so sorry. 
Oh no. Not so much to critically fail, <laughs> but you don't know what this thing is. Patrick is getting his low rolls out of the way, folks. Yeah. yeah I, I was gonna say, is this just like one like sort of one action-ish one round of actions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Figure it beforehand. So if you if you want to make a an, an another check or, or do something else, uh does Kobik have anything they, they can do? You can see this thing pretty clearly about a hundred feet away. Besides, I don't have. I definitely don't have occultism. I mean, I have nature, but that's not going to help me here. And I don't know if you could study this thing or or something along those lines. Yeah, I can get my weapon out and I can mark it as my hunted prey. And you see Kovic pull the lever on his crossbow, and the like chamber rotates to a specific kind of like set of ammunition and that are that seem to be tipped uniquely oh tip that's and cool that, that's unique all he'll you do. say does alaris have another action yes can i activate my cloak to turn invisible yes honto anything special for you bud say no i don't think he's going to enter wolf stance okay currently all right um as you guys set forth, ready ready yourselves, steady yourselves, indeed, a small conch cell is is rung as tradition here in, in Green Blood. And the fight begins as this huge monster emerges fully from, from the doors and, and kind of wiggles its tentacles up in the air in, in your direction. That fight... Well, she'd be a tail for another time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. <laughs> I've I've stalled long enough to start the fight next on next week's episode. I'm writing down in my uh. notes, Alaris is invisible. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Do not hasted. forget. Everyone's hasted, by the way. Yeah. No, oh, is it everyone? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This was my <laughs> level six. Oh yeah. Yeah, level, yeah, yeah. What is what does haste do for level you? Level seven haste. Another move or a um attack action. Yeah, you get an extra you get an extra action each round. You can Thanks. take a strike or a stride action action with that. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty it's good. Pretty useful. Pretty useful. Yeah, I like it, it. it. It's not game breaking because you know of the multiple attack penalty and just makes you fast sure. and angry. Makes makes you yeah. makes you much more mobile though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of adventuring still to do in, in Green Blood. That's gonna start the the b- meat and potatoes of Book Five, which I'm very excited to get into. Guys, we, mm-hmm. we haven't seen art yet, but <laughs> of the I'm gonna yeah. take a I'm gonna cast my my vote as to what I think this is, just based I, on this description. I've I've described it very well, I think. Right, I'm gonna go with Atyuk. A what now? <laughs> Atyuk. Uh, yuck, I'm going to guess that's not it because the fact that I don't know what it is sure what might be about. spoiling. <laughs> well, isn't that a is that a D&D creature specific? Well, I don't know if it was specific to D&D, but I oh, I think this is a creature that does exist in 5th edition as well. Oh, I think, sure. I think this is one that might span so this might not be in <laughs> in Pathfinder 2.1. <laughs> oh. So this is this is one that you moved over. Uh, no, no, this is in. I can tell you. I mean, I can I can tell you guys outside of your characters, knowing if you like. But this is in Bestiary Two of Pathfinder Second Edition. But it is also in. Uh, I think 
Dungeons and Dragons 5e. I'm not sure where it is from this, but it, I think if you look up art for this creature, there's a lot of 5e art. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, I can't wait to die. So, yeah. I wish Sharga were here. I like big creature fights. And yeah, then we got some more, more gladiatorial fighting. I know the that beginning of this book. I know that having Sharga along makes sense in one way, but the reason Hanto requested Alaris is for a completely different reason aside from gladiatorial combat. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's a it's a good teams and and I'm excited that everyone's the same level now. So it'd be super easy to kind of mix up your characters and mm-hmm. get them to interact with one another. I'm very excited about this book. Maybe it's just because we, we spent so long on the island. I'm excited. We're going to have a I mean, spoiler warning, a lot of small adventures. This book which yeah. is more in fitting with the rest of the AP. Awesome. Guys, thank you for playing with me tonight. Thank you, thank Patrick. You, Patrick. Thank you. Listeners from Patreon Pirates to Freebie Captains, everyone listening to this podcast, thank you so much. If you support us in whatever way you do, we will catch you on the next episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. So long. Yarr. Oh, yarr. Oh, yarr.